the glass candle. It happened again, breathing heavy, hands trembling. Tap, tap, I hear. I hate when this happens. I look to the floor of my bedside to find a half-empty bottle of Jose Cuervo. This is why I drink, to avoid the god-awful AM hours. On the nightstand sits a small alarm clock. The time reads 3.46 AM. Eager to fall asleep after our long days of work, I must have gulped down the bottle and passed out. Shit. I'm usually a lot better at this. Pacing is your friend, I remind myself. You see, I picked up the habit after it all happened. After it all went to shit. Since that night, I've been a wallowing mess. Some nights are better than others, I guess. I take what I can get. My doctor thinks it's healthy for me to socialize, so I'd like to make a confession to you. I'm afraid of the dark, yes. I'm fearful of the dark. Stupid, I know. I can't help to think about the time my cousin Edgar was taken from us. Taken by La Vela de Cristal, as we call it. Which translates to the glass candle. I can no longer imagine my life without the candle. It has consumed my life. It has taken everything. It all started three years ago. I remember receiving a text that day from Edgar. What's up, foo? You down to kick it later? The homie's bringing bottles tonight. We're gonna get fucked up. I laughed. <laughs> sure. What time? He replies, swing through around 7. My lady's making margaritas. Don't miss it. Okay, cool. That day was like most days in Southern California. Amazing. Beautiful blue skies were on the horizons. Birds chirping and the outside of my bedroom window was the sound of lawnmowers starting up. Yep, this is California. About an hour before the party, I get a text from Edgar. Hey. Hmm. I wonder what it could be, I reply. What is it? He replies back. Let's get over here, foo. Okay, I'll be there in a few, I reply. The time is 6 p.m. and I had just gotten ready. It's time to head out. I depart from my one-bedroom apartment and hop in the old car. I love driving. I find so much peace when the wind is blowing through my fingers as I make a waving motion outside my driver's side window, playing some old tunes on the way. I'm almost there. Suddenly my music cuts out. Silence. Then I hear a soft, hey, through the speakers. What the fuck? I reach in closer. I can hear the tunes at a barely audible level. I decide to shut it off. Upon arriving, I notice a couple of trucks I don't recognize park outside his driveway. Two beat up trucks to be exact. I notice one is missing a rear door on the bed. Spot a muddy shovel lying alongside an old pair of work boots. Edgar? 
My cousin, he's a social guy, but prefer to run in small circles. I've never seen these trucks before. Maybe distant family? Shit, I don't know. Oh yeah, about his family. He grew up in the classic tale that's all too familiar in this neighborhood of LA. His dad was a drug addict and left as soon as he was born. Fuck him, as Edgar would say. His mom was another story altogether, straight nutcase. Anyone who's familiar with Edgar knows not to mention it, and for good reason. It would not be uncommon for her to go on four to five day meth binges. The longer she binge, the more shit Edgar would have to take. Walking home from school one day, Edgar noticed the front door propped open. The whole place was trash. He heard his mother's voice coming from down the hall, weeping. As he approached his mother's bedroom, he noticed her standing still, dressed in a bathrobe and smeared makeup upon her face. Mama? He said. No response. He noticed an object in her hand. The object was a shotgun. She quietly gave a hey. Then poof, she was gone. Blood smeared the bedroom walls, leaving Edgar dumbfounded and traumatized. He picks up the landline and dials 911. His hands are barely able to dial due to the blood and sweat drenching down his fingers. Fast forward to the party slash kickback. I knock on the front door and no one answers. I faintly hear music coming from the distance. It sounds like it's coming from the backyard. Is that banda music? <laughs> Always gave that guy shit for being so paisa, as we call it. I yell out, Yo, Edgar, where you at? I can hear him laughing in the background. Over here, fool! Stop, stop playing! He laughs hysterically. I open the wooden gate from the side of the house. Instantly, I'm greeted with a cloud of cannabis smoke filling my lungs with the haze. Hey, yo, what's up, homie? We've been waiting for your ass. Edgar says, in a jovial mood. I greet him with a handshake and foolishly start swinging at him in a lighthearted manner. Horseplay. I then spot two shadowy figures in the dark, only illuminated from their glowy cigarettes, raiding an orange aurora. They begin to walk towards us. Oh shit! Alex and Johnny, is that you? Hey! We decided to pay you vatos a visit! They reply with their arms open. Wow, it's been years since I've seen these two. I grew up with these guys. I swear they're always getting to some dumb shit, but regardless, I had nothing but love for them. Blood brothers, by all means. Alex, the chubbier one, he was always rocking a Dodgers jersey and known for his thick black mustache and no-nonsense talk. Johnny was a classic cholo. Bald head, white tank tops, and eager to get into anything that'll give him a thrill. 
Some say a toxic combination. We set up shop in his backyard. Nothing but foldable tables, beers, and shaky house chairs. The time is now 1am and my buzz is getting the best of me. It suddenly hit me to ask about his text from earlier that day. Yo, Edgar, what did he mean by hey? Show him my phone and he looks at me in a puzzled way. Hey? Yeah, he texted me around 6 and he said hey. He gives a look to Alex. Alex looking increasingly inhibited, wiped the foamy beer from his mustache and said to me, Hey, yo, homie, we have something to show you. Johnny laughing says, Fuck, fool. We actually wanted to share something with you. Together, we can be unstoppable. At this point, I'm feeling unsettled. They point to the shed in the back and give me a nod. I walk over to it. As I'm walking closer, I began to hear a whisper. What's odd is that I feel it inside my brain and not necessarily hearing it through my ears as if my body's tapping into an alien state. Tap tap I hear. I walk up to the shed and stand there for a solid minute contemplating whether I should even open the door. I start to panic internally but manage to hold my composure. Besides, I needed to know what was on the other side. Open it! Edgar was yelling in the background. Open it! I take a deep breath and open the door. What I saw was beyond belief. Glowing in a magnificent red hue was a glass candle. One you may commonly find in an altar, but this one is different. Immediately, I feel a heavy warmth in my body and my eyes become fixated in a trance-like state. I feel lust swarm through my body and began to hear the whispering in my head again. It didn't say anything I could possibly understand, but I knew, almost on in an instinctual level, that it wanted to satisfy. It wanted to tell me secrets. It wanted to give me everything. Edgar then grabbed me from behind and pulled me from out the shed. What the fuck was that, Edgar? What the fuck was that shit? Then he tells me. You know that day? <laughs> that, that day that my fucking mom killed herself? <laughs> I nod frantically. Well, that day, the cops found this candle in her closet, along with the note. <laughs> it is the note. She says... In the note, she tells me the candle was the reason for all her problems. <laughs> At the time, I took it as some junky shit. I just, I just didn't get it. She said that the candle couldn't be destroyed. And that the only way to end the curse was to bury it. Day of her funeral. I laid it next to her head. 
At this point, Edgar was sobbing profusively. Edgar began to confess. He explained to me that he started hearing the candle in his dreams, telling him to dig. Edgar cried. <laughs> I then I then called Alex and Johnny. They were both down to dig. <laughs> I look at him in disbelief, barely able to hold the thought. Not feeling like I could take anymore, I then rush into the shed and quickly blow out the lit candle. <gasps> Fuck this. Fuck this. Darkness then consumes the shed. For a brief 10 seconds or so, I hear absolute silence. I began to yell, Edgar! Alex! Johnny! No response. Suddenly the shed starts trembling and I began to feel a piercing screech inside of my head. I covered my ears with both hands, but nothing seemed to help. I began to scream. Then I see a flash. Confused, I wake up. Still in the backyard. The sun is rising and I hear the lawnmower starting up. Is that just a dream? The fuck? I get up from the ground and start walking towards the sliding door to his house. Edgar! No response. I hear weeping coming from down the hall. I cautiously walk towards it. Reaching the open bedroom door, I notice Edgar standing still. He was holding an object in his hand. Hey. And that's, and that's when all this began. All this fucking shit. My curse. I can't sleep at night. <laughs> the police report says that they found two bodies in Edgar's closet. And another one stuffed inside his fridge. <laughs> his wife. Talking about it sends chills down my spine. <laughs> And the tapping, all I hear is the tapping. It's coming from behind my closet door. I have a strong feeling I know what's behind it. New morning. In this empty room again, what time is it? My bed is fucked up and I'm still in the same clothes I put on two days ago. I reach through my bedroom doors and pull aside the blinds. Sunny. I see the fresh cut grass. I open the window. Finally, fresh air. I see a glimmer of hope. But what am I waiting for? I look down at my bedroom door. And I'm immediately reminded of the vices I have partaken in. I gasp and pound my fist to the bed. Get your shit together! I tell myself. I find myself saying these words often. Sometimes I wake up in the early morning hours and say, This is the day. 
But honestly, nothing comes of it. Today. Today's the day I'm finally gonna get my shit together. Put on my favorite song and hop in the shower. Today. Today is the day. <laughs>